God bless you, and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today, and I pray that the words I speak to you today will be healing and bring a breakthrough in your life. Watching professional athletes or professional musicians or professional anything is amazing because they make it look easy. Those who have trained in their field faithfully for many years have acquired skills that make us amateurs feel and look silly trying to attempt what they do. I can't do that. But what is it that we can do? Learning is a process that takes time. What we can do is make time to learn and grow. Knowing where you are in your skill level, being honest about who and what you are, is the beginning of personal growth. First thing we can do is believe that we can. For myself as a Christian, I know I can do all things through Christ. Some days I believe that more than others. If you need some help accepting the truth about who you really are, give a listen. Who do you think you are? This question is asked of people who are trying to do something beyond their normal or actual capacity. The young and unskilled may be trying to do something beyond their age or skill level, and they are challenged, who do you think you are? A better question for us to ponder to be ready for future challenges is, who do you know you are? Beyond the limitations of age and experience are the truths of who we have been made in Christ. Having the Holy Spirit within us makes us a majority in any situation. We have the weight of all the promises of God backing up what we say. Imagine a doctor who does not have faith in Christ, challenging a believer in Christ, praying for a sick person in the hospital. I can easily see the doctor asking, Who do you think you are? I'm the one who has spent years studying medicine and the human anatomy. I'm the one who has dedicated himself to knowing what to do for sick people. And you walk in and think you can heal this person with a few words? Well, actually, Mr. Doctor, I do believe I can do that. And I have done it before. I've yet to personally come up against the doctor, but I have had a few friends of people I've prayed for challenge me as to the truth of prayer and the power of God. It all comes down to a matter of acceptance of truth. It is a decision. It is a willingness to act. It is the process that moves life. It is the acceptance of truth. It is believing. The decision. Is it true or just a myth? Is it God's word or man's? We receive information and we must decide to accept or reject. Believing is making a decision. It is not a blind leap, but a mental process that leads to the willingness to act. Mental assent accepts truth, but does nothing. Believing acts on the promises. Believing is putting your decision into action. Each day of our lives, we are confronted with information. Each day, we must decide which way to go. Each day, we can believe the truth or hide behind the comfort of just knowing. 
When I was about seven years old, one of my older brothers became involved in a soapbox derby race. I don't know where the racer came from, but when it was brought into our garage, it was the coolest little race car I'd ever seen. It was neon lime green and had stickers all over it, and it was just cool. And I wanted to do it. But when I spoke up between my brother and my father, their response was, you can't. Unfortunately, I did not grasp what they were trying to say. It wasn't that I was unable to do it. It was just that I was too young to qualify for the race. Unfortunately, because two people of authority in my life told me, you can't, my youthful perception made me think I lacked ability in all things, and it became a curse in my life. For decades, I had an attitude, a mindset, that I can't do most things. And if I can't do it, I shouldn't even bother trying to learn about it, because I can't. Years later, in a session of inner healing, that lie, that curse, was revealed and broken. It was never the intention of my father or brother to curse me. Yet, I had an inner voice in my head that would say, Who do you think you are? when I was attempting to grow. I had many defeatist thoughts in my life. I struggled in many areas because of this inner voice that says, You can't. But once the lie was revealed, my life flourished and began to grow. What have you accepted as the truth in your life? What do the inner voices in your head and heart say to you? Is it the truth of Jesus and the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Or is it a bunch of lies? What do you accept as your true identity? Are you victorious or defeated? We may stumble at times, but stumbling is not being defeated. Not getting up is defeat. Not endeavoring to grow is defeat. Progress, even without perfection, is victorious. Moving forward in the slightest amount is victory. And your history does not determine your victory. Every day you are a new creation. Every day the mercies of God are new. Every day you have the promises of God that say you can and you will and you have and you are. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. And you will be victorious through Christ. And you have the righteousness of God. And you are his beloved child in whom he is well pleased. What must we do to bring this about in our lives? Look at this truth contained in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. This book of the law, which at the time was equivalent to the words of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. So the first question I will ask concerning the scripture is, what's coming out of your mouth? What are the confessions you are making about yourself? What confessions are you making about how God treats you? What confessions are you making about God's faithfulness to his promises? There are many opinions concerning positive confession, but the truth according to Proverbs 18.25 is, 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And then, of course, there is Mark chapter 11, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So, say it, don't doubt it, believe it, and it'll happen. Unfortunately, the world is doing everything to deflate and defeat our faith or believing in this promise of God. And here is where we must make a decision to continue in the truth or reject it. Is it God's word or a myth? Well, I have seen too many miracles in my life and in the lives of my friends to deny the truth of God the Father and his Son Jesus. I have seen the Father respond not just to my prayers, but even things I was thinking about, he brought them to pass in my life. There are times when we say we believe or have faith, but do not take action to correspond to what our lips are saying. Jesus warned us about that when he said in Matthew 15, verse 8, This people draws near unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Confession comes out of our mouth, but must dwell in our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You may have heard people jokingly say, That's my confession and I'm sticking to it when they are trying to move towards faith, but knowing they haven't actually arrived yet. They're making the right statement. They know their faith is a work in progress. Then there are those people who are simply mouthing the truth, but have no faith in it, and take no action towards it. Let's not fall into that category. We are all a work in progress. And as I stated before, any movement forward in faith is victory. Perfection in Scripture usually means maturity, not flawlessness. The days when I take the time to make declarations of faith are the days I have acted on my faith and spoken the truth over myself. Consider what it teaches us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We, having the same spirit of faith, According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. This again is an echo of out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The things we talk about the most are the things that we usually believe. The issue is, what do we believe? Do we believe the truth or do we believe lies? The process of the renewed mind is putting off the old and putting on the new. It is a process. It is difficult to put on the new if the old is still in our heart. We need to make room for the truth, for the new to live and dwell within our heart and have precedence. This is an ongoing, intentional seeking of the things of God in our heart and mind. This cannot be a casual endeavor. Consider the amount of effort portrayed in Proverbs chapter 2, starting in verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, 
Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. The way it is written in the Hebrew, all the action words in these verses are ongoing actions. Received, hide, incline, apply, cry after, lift up, seek, search, are all ongoing actions. And you can see the escalation of effort from simply receiving the words to crying after, seeking, and searching for as hidden treasure. How much is the truth worth to you? How much are you willing to spend in time and effort to obtain the truth and hold on to it? What does your thought life look like? How much time and effort are you putting in to putting off the old and putting on the new? What daily habits have you developed or are developing to help you accept the truth? Many years ago in Bible college, we were challenged in one class to take an inventory of our thoughts every 15 to 30 minutes. Are you paying attention to work? Are you mentally present in a conversation with a friend or colleague or client? Is your mind drifting or are you concentrating on the task before you? And then there's always the classic question, would you like what you're thinking about to be published on the first page of a newspaper? Most of us do need to take an inventory of our thought life and perhaps change some things. The point of all this, again, is I'm trying to help you think about what you're thinking about. Are you thinking the truth and coming to believe it and act on it? Are you getting the type of fruit you want in your life? And just because I'm teaching about this, don't think I have perfected it. The Lord is helping me grow as I am helping you. And I pray that my words are helping. I'd love to hear from you on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended, or via my email, dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. God bless you, and have a great day.